So if you came to church this Sunday looking forward to hearing Cat Efferett preach, I'm sorry that she's not here. I was looking forward to hearing her preach too. And it was just late yesterday afternoon that I got the word that she was in bed with the flu, so our prayers and our hearts go to Cat for quick healing, and hopefully we'll get her here sometime soon. But it's true, isn't it, that life doesn't always go according to plan, and thank God for that, that life doesn't always go according to plan. Just a few days ago, it was on Monday, which happened to be my birthday, and it was a big birthday. I turned 60, and this may have been why I was feeling this way, but I was talking to my wife, Tracy, and I was, I was kind of picturing myself as I was talking, was kind of like hunched over and maybe with a, you know, I was feeling burdened and I was feeling tired, and I was feeling old. And I thought of a reading from a few weeks ago that I chose here, a poem by Marge Piercy called To Be of Use, and this image from that poem had come to my mind while I was talking about feeling weighed down and heavy, And it was these lines that came to mind. She said, I love people who harness themselves an ox to a heavy cart, who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. And then she goes on and she says, I want to be with people who are like this, she says, who are not parlor generals or field deserters, but who jump in when there's work to be done. But I remember that poem a little differently when, and I love that poem, but when I actually felt like I was in the mud and the muck and was hitched to a heavy cart, All of a sudden, I didn't feel quite as enthusiastic about that poem as I usually do. And I actually used this image of being yoked to my wife, Tracy, and I said, you know, sometimes I love being yoked to some things I'm yoked to, and sometimes it is a lot. It's a lot. And then, three days later, Katrina shared with me the passage that she was going to preach on today from Matthew. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls." For my yoke is easy, Jesus said, and my burden is light. And that was a sermon I was looking forward to hearing today. 
I just didn't know that I was going to get to be the one to preach on that text. And as I've told you already, this yoke of mine, it actually hasn't felt light lately. But that might be the difference between my yoke and the one that Jesus is talking about. And I wonder about you. You know something about this, right? About taking something on, maybe initially with a lot of excitement and hope, and at some point in time, it gets to be a lot. If you're like me, you may think, is this what I signed up for? And then the answer comes, yes, this is exactly what you signed up for. But whether it's in a relationship or in a job or in the world, in something you do, do you ever, am I the only one? Are you the ever, do you ever get to this point where you feel like, why am I here? What is this about? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing what I'm being called to do? Do you ever feel lost? Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I knew that I wasn't, but I appreciate you affirming that. So what do you do in that moment when you feel like you're stuck in the mud and the muck when you're feeling older than your years, when you're feeling tired of this world. And there are so many things in this world that can make us tired, right? And hopeless, right? You could name those things out loud, and if you want to, go ahead. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for, Susie is thinking. So what do you do when you're feeling worn down by life? What do you do when the yoke is weighing heavily on your shoulders? Do you slough it off and run away? Do you try to numb yourself from the pain and the suffering? Do you wonder, do you ask yourself, what is wrong with me? As if this is something you ought to be able to handle or fix. Do you ever wonder, is this just the new normal? The invitation, and I believe this is what Jesus is talking about in his words to us this morning, is, I believe, usually to stay where you are. You may end up moving eventually, but to stay with what is hard, to stay with what is discouraging, to stay with what feels oppressive even, and to hold it with a sense of equanimity, as the Buddhist would say. As we heard in a story some weeks ago, to even have the presence to 
not attach too much to judgment in that moment. Could be good, could be bad. Maybe it's too soon to tell what will come out of this mess that I'm in right now. I've been reading this book by the poet David White, a book not of poetry but of prose, and he's talking about relationships we get into and how they're never exactly what we thought they were going to be at the start. And thank God for that, that they are deeper and they are harder and they are richer and they are more rewarding. But he says the challenge, and he tells this long story about an experience he had in the mountains in Tibet of different people, and everybody was in a situation where they, one way or another they wanted to get out of this situation. But he said because they couldn't, because they were all stuck there, they all learned something and saw something that they would not have learned if they could just have pulled an escape cord and gotten out of there. And he says, the invitation and the challenge is to trust that our individual lives and our individual stories, that we, are, that we are part of a wider story. We are part of a bigger story and a longer story that we don't always get to see. But if the, you can trust that, then you can stay better in what is, knowing I don't have all the answers. There's a beautiful poem by Thomas Merton where he says, my God, I cannot see the road ahead of me. I have no way of knowing when or where it will end, nor do I even know myself. But I trust that you know something about this road, and if I follow it, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. And that's what the faith life is sometimes, just putting one foot in front of the other, though you don't know where that road is going. Those of you who are familiar with Buddhism, you know that the first noble truth of Buddhism is that life is suffering. Something that our culture does not know at all. It's so countercultural, this learning. Life is suffering. The American Buddhist monk Pema Chodron says it this way. She says, the first noble truth is that people experience dukkha, a feeling of dissatisfaction or suffering, that something is wrong. But then she says, only in the West is this articulated as something is wrong with me. Here in this country where our founding document says that we are about the pursuit of happiness, what would it be like if our founding document said, life is suffering, and we are all in it together, and we are here not on this individual pursuit, but to reach out our hands to others? One of you has recently told me that it is your spiritual practice. And this is someone who's been going through a difficult year. 
that your spiritual practice is to remember to look up. And that makes sense to me. This invitation to look outside of oneself, to feel the earth under your feet, to be aware of the sky over your head, to look outside your own preconceived notions of how things are supposed to be, to try to lay down your own ego a bit so you can be open to what is. And I sense that this is a good time for this. Something I've learned about myself is around this time of the winter, I often feel a little worn down. And then here comes the Christian season of Lent, which actually makes a celebration of being worn down, which invites you not to move faster, but to either take something on or let something go, to eat less, to insulate yourself less, to just be open and present to what is, to spend some time in what mystics have called the dark night, the dark night of the soul, and see that as a place not to be afraid of, but a place of possibility. I'm used to Lent because I grew up in the Christian church in this religion informed by the life of Jesus. And then it was through coming to Unitarian Universalism where we like to ask questions that I found myself moving into a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and was and what this call is to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. And this is what Lent is about. One of the readings is a passage from the prophet Isaiah talking about someone called the suffering servant that Christians later conflated with Jesus, but Isaiah wasn't, I don't believe, thinking about somebody who was to come. He said, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And that's the part of Jesus' story that I will be reflecting on in these coming weeks. I like to listen to Handel's Messiah, oftentimes when I'm in the car. Around Christmas time, I listen to the uplifting parts, the birth narrative parts, part one of Messiah. But we're in a different season now, and it's the time of testing and trial. It's Jesus' long and difficult journey with people, trying to show them a new way, journey that ends up at the cross. And his teaching reminds us that life is about serving, not about being served. That life is not about me or you. It's about something much larger than us. The way I understand Jesus' power was that he was someone so filled with the Spirit that it was infectious. He so clearly knew that he was a child of God, that he was so enthused with that 
Holy Spirit that other people wanted to be around him because they wanted some of that too. And this is the call to each of us to remember that we are also children of the holy. That we are all part of this great mystery, whatever we call it, whether we understand it or not. That we are invited to celebrate these gifts we have been given. Our joys and also our sorrows. As one catechism says, to glorify God all our days and enjoy God forever. And I believe when we do this, whether we're, our feet are stuck in the mud and the muck or whether we are on cloud nine, when we can sense that we are part of a much larger story, then it is there that we experience that peace that is beyond all understanding. It is there that we sense the presence of God and that we know with all of its suffering, with all of its struggle, life is good. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. May this be our prayer, to put ourselves in the presence of that Spirit that reminds us that life is suffering, that life is hard, and that that is not the whole story. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen.